2: FM. Victorious Living Bible Institute Incorporated, an affiliate of Christian Bible Institute and Seminary, a non-denominational Bible Institute founded as part of the Christian Education Department of the Upper Room Outreach Ministries Incorporated. Based in Waycross, Georgia, BLBI has expanded now with an on-site campus in Kenya. Our mission is to equip men and women of God to be productive and functioning parts of the local body of Christ. VLBI provides affordable biblical education and leadership training for ministers, professionals, and laypersons. We will provide you with the skills, education, and character needed to effectively serve, equip, and shape the lives of others as they pursue excellence in Christian education, ministry, and leadership. Study on site at our Waycross campus or online in our Learning Center. Visit www.VictoriousLBI.org. Call 1-833-884-8880. Command your
0: morning devotion and prayer live at 5 o'clock a.m. Monday through Friday at WHLJ 97.5 FM in Valdosta and Moultrie, Georgia. Also on Facebook Live on Mondays. You can also tune in by going to www.foxy97.com or call in 267-807-9611, access code 266590. Evangelist Renee Sellers is your host. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. This is Evangelist Renee Sellers of the Upper Room Outreach Ministries in Waycross, Georgia, uh, where my pastor is Pastor Samuel Sellers III. And we're live at 5 this morning on WHLJ 97.5 FM, Statenville, Valdosta, Moultrie, Georgia. You can also join us online this morning at Foxy, F-O-X-Y, 97.com. And you can also join us on the conference call this morning at 267 Seven nine six one one access code two six six five nine zero. My voice is a little raspy after preaching the seven last singings last night over in Blackshire, Georgia. But we had an awesome time uh, in the Lord. We're excited today because on today, uh, thankful for Dr. Allen is going to give me a little voice rest, a little break on my voice this morning. He is going to be sharing with us uh, on the Passover this morning. He's going to be breaking down uh, the meaning and the purpose of the Passover. He's going to teach us this morning. That Dr. Princeton Allen is not a stranger to Command Your Morning. He's not a stranger to the Upper Room Ministries. He's not a stranger to Victorious Living Bible Institute uh, way across Georgia. He derives from uh, Los Angeles, outside of Los Angeles, California, and we're excited to have him today. He is the founder of Ephraim Life Bible uh, College and Seminary in, outside of Los Angeles, California. We're excited today to have him join us, but before we bring him on to share, we're going to take a journey over to Southwest Georgia, somewhere in Wintersville, and we're going to ask Pastor Gloria Moore Wright to open our broadcast
4: with a word of prayer. Oh, Heavenly Father, we bless you today. God, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you, God, for your many blessings. Thank you for your many benefits that you daily load us with. We come today, Lord God, asking you to have mercy and compassion on us. Forgive us of all of our sins, all of our transgressions, our shortcomings, and our weaknesses. We lift up upper room ministries right now. We lift up command your morning. We lift up our speaker for today, Lord God. We pray your richest blessings upon them now. Continue to bless WHOJ, God. Use them in these end times. We give you glory today, God, as we uh, Commit this broadcast into your hands. We pray, God, that you will bless every listener on the call, bless every listener in the listening audience, Father. Help us to hide your words in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Father, we thank you for all that you are and for all that you have done, and we bless you and give you glory. And we ask all of this and more in Jesus' holy and righteous name. Amen and glory be to God.
0: Amen. Once again, thank you all for joining us this morning. I am going to release the call to our special guest. Dr. Princeton Allen uh, from outside of Los Angeles, California, this morning. He's taught class on, well, it was 4.30 when he taught the class, 7.30 our time. But we're thankful that he has uh, giving himself to share with us on this morning. Good morning, Dr. Princeton Allen. I am going to release the call to you. Thank you so much for sharing with us today.
5: Good morning and God bless you, Dr. Renee Sellers, and also to your powerful husband, Dr. Samuel Sellers, and to all of the Upper Room Ministries and to the Victorious Living Bible College and Seminary. I am excited to be on tonight, and for those who are listening every Thursday, at least for, I believe, the next five weeks, they can tune in and they can catch some powerful Hebrew classes and learn about Hebrew culture, learn about the Feast of the Lord. I am excited to be on this morning. Today, as many know, is April 15th. This is the day that we celebrate the Seder the passover at sundown and i just want to have a word of intercession as we break into the prophetic pathway of passover father i thank you tonight as you this morning as you cross god's people over into the next realm father i thank you in yeshua in jesus name for super on our natural. I thank you for the blood factor, and I thank you that the blood still works. And I thank you for the redempting power, the redemptive power, the justifying power of God. And God, I thank you for Dr. and Dr. Sellers. I thank you for this great radio broadcast. And Lord, I ask that the Kedusha, that word kedusha in Hebrew simply means greater anointing. We thank you that the kedusha would be set and the atmosphere set for the teaching this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And all God's children said, Amen and Amen. Let's please go to Exodus 12. Exodus 12. And we are going to begin to read from verse 1. The word of the Lord declares, Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be your beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying, On the tenth of this month every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father a lamb for a household and if the household is too small for the lamb let him and his neighbor next to his house take according to the number of the persons according to each man's need you shall make your count for the lamb your lamb shall be without blemish a male of the first year you may take it from the sheep or from the goats, now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight, and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the houses where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on that night, roasted in fire, with unleavened bread, and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water, but roast it in fire, its head with its legs and its entrails. You shall not let any of it remain until morning, and what remains until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, Sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, so you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night, and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgment I am the Lord. I want to speak to us this morning about the prophetic significance of Passover. When we speak of the Passover in Hebrew, that word is Pesach. That word Pesach is spelled P-E-S-A-C-H. Pesach means to pass over. The Pesach dinner is called the Seder, and this Seder, the word Seder in Hebrew means order. And when we look at the Seder, we see that Yeshua, Jesus himself, participated in the Seder, and that which we commonly know as communion is taken from this Seder dinner. Most Gentiles do participate in communion or this abbreviated form of the Seder once a month in their churches. But this was an annual feast unto the Lord that has a threefold compartment. And I want us to understand this morning the significance of Passover the significance of unleavened bread, and the significance of first fruit. So when we say Passover, we are saying Pisat, That means Passover. When we say unleavened bread, we are speaking of the feast known as the Hag Hamazot. And when we speak of the first fruits, we are speaking of the Yom Habikarun, and the Yom Habika room is the feast of first fruits. And you find these feasts, you find the feast of Passover biblically in the book of Leviticus. In Hebrew, that is the book Vayikra. This book, Leviticus, we find the Passover in Leviticus 23, 4, and 5. We find it in Exodus 12, verses 1 through 12. The feast of unleavened bread you find in the book of Leviticus twenty three verses six through eight, Exodus twelve, verses fifteen through twenty, and in the book of Leviticus you find the feast of first fruits in Leviticus twenty three, nine through fourteen. And I want us to understand that these are very, very significant times and this week is a holy week not because of a bunny rabbit. This is not a holy week because the children may get eggs on Sunday morning or chocolates that are shaped in the form of eggs. But this week is special because this week aligns us with the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And this symbol of unleavened bread Matzah is a plural for matzah, and matzah in the Hebrew stands for without sin. So when we take of the matzah bread, the unleavened bread, this feast was a feast that the people prepared. So this week has been a week of consecration where we get the yeast, we get anything that makes the bread, anything that makes the flesh rise, we get it out of our house, we get it out of our system, we get it out of our eyesight. And so it's important to understand that the unleavened bread is a type and shadow of the body of Christ. And the reason why we have the Feast of Unleavened Bread, is it was a feast to remove anything that would remind the children of God of Egypt in their life. And I want to speak to every listener today and ask, this week, have you removed everything that would remind you of Egypt out of your life? Or are there some things that you're still hanging on to? that will make the flesh rise, that will make the bread rise in your life. And so the removal of the leaven is important because without the removal of the leaven, you cannot complete the Passover. Then we have what is called the Pesach, the Passover, the Passover Passover, Seder dinner, which leads us this week, it will fall Sunday evening, the Feast of First Fruits. And it's important for us to understand that the first fruit is a symbol of the resurrection. The Bible talks about the sons of Issachar being able to discern the seasons and the times. I found it so interesting when I heard Dr. Renee Sellers say that she had been a participant in preaching the seven last sayings of God because many people do not know that the seven last sayings of God are prophetic and synonymous with the seven redemptive names of God, and they are also prophetic and synonymous to the seven feasts Of the Lord. They are also prophetic and synonymous to the seven places in which Jesus bled. And they are also prophetic and synonymous to the seven stripes of blood that the high priest would dip his finger in the blood and strike the mercy seat seven times. So Jesus, in the seven last saints, fulfilled all of the law. It is so important as we look at the Passover that we understand the importance of consecration, the consecration for your elevation. I hope someone listening is writing this down, the consecration for your elevation. In other words, there is a separation that we must do to prepare ourselves and get ourselves ready for this divine feast of the Lord, Passover. And it is so important for us to understand that the Bible says in Exodus 12 and 12 that I shall execute, God says, Yahweh says, Jehovah says, I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. And we know that the ten plagues that happened, happened because Moses went to Pharaoh eight times, the Bible records. The Bible records in Exodus 5 and 1, Exodus 7 and 16, Exodus 8, 16 through 17, Exodus 9, verses 1 and 13, Exodus 10, verses 3 and 4, that Moses goes to Pharaoh and gives the command of the Lord to let my people go out into the wilderness that they may serve their God. And Moses rejected the request. Excuse me. Pharaoh rejected the request of Moses. When we look at the ten plagues, it reveals the manifold God system that the Egyptians had. They had a God of the water, and that God was the God Hopi. That God Hopi, spelled H-O-P-I, was worshipped in the Nile River. And many of the Egyptians and many Hebrews who were led to follow them sacrificed their children in the river. Then there was the god of the frogs, the goddess Hequit, that is spelled H-E-Q-Q-E-U-T, and that goddess Hikwet was the god of frogs, which was also a fertility goddess. Then there was a god of the lice named Geb. There was a god of the flies, and they prayed to this god of the flies, the name of this god was Capri. Then there was a god of the livestock, the cattle. They prayed and they believed that, that intercourse and different type of relationships with animals would bring them into reincarnation. This was the god Hathor. Then there was the goddess of medicines and cures. This was Isis. This is why God brought the boils. And Isis, many people don't know, transitioned into Greek mythology into Istar. And Istar evolved into Esther. And this is why many people do not celebrate Easter, because it derives from a god of Egypt. We celebrate the resurrection of Christ, we celebrate the Passover. We celebrate unleavened bread, and we celebrate the first fruits. Then there was the plague of hell. This was against the god Nut. And then there was the god Seth. This is why there was a plague of locusts, because the people prayed to Seth for rain. They prayed to Seth for their crops. Then there was darkness in the land for three days, and this was because of the sun god Ra. And this god Ra has evolved even into some religions that celebrate Ramadan. It is a celebration of circling the sun, walking around the sun. And so God has executed his judgment against the gods of Egypt. But I want us to understand something powerful about the Passover because in Exodus twenty three, verses twenty one through twenty Exodus twenty three, verses twenty one through thirty three, there are seven promises of Passover. The seven promises of Passover are angels assigned to you. God says that he will be an enemy to your enemies, that he will release divine prosperity upon you, that he will take sickness away from you, that there would be no barrenness, that there would be long life increase in your life and an alpha year. And I want us to understand that it all starts with the consecration. The consecration of God and unto God is so important because we serve the God who makes the difference. Exodus 8 and 23 says that I will make a difference between you and the Egyptians. And I want us to understand the power of the difference. So we see in one part of Egypt. These ten plagues were happening. In the Goshen land of Egypt, they were having angels assigned to them, an enemy to their enemy, an adversary to their adversary. They were having in the middle of a plague, they were having divine prosperity. In the middle of a plague, sickness was being taken away from them. In the middle of a plague, They were being guaranteed and promised long life. In the middle of a plague, they were being given an increase of life and an alpha year. So when we look at the Passover and why we come together, there is a prophetic significance. Notice that the blood is marked. The Bible is very distinct, and it's powerful how it shares And the lamb is a pre-example of the lamb of God, Jesus Christ. In verse 4, it says that the people of God would get a lamb according to the number of people in their house. And I want to shout today, and I want to let someone know that we are marked for God's commanded blessing. As a prophet of God, I speak tonight. Mark your doorposts with oil. Put the oil of God and plead the blood over your household tonight. Tonight, our ministry is actually hosting the Passover Seder where we will have lamb and we will go through the illustrations of what the Passover means. And I encourage you, beloved, to mark your doorpost. I encourage you, beloved, not just with your firstborn, but with all of your children, mark your doorpost with the anointed oil. Mark your doorpost and plead the blood, because the blood still works. So God instructed them to mark their lentils. That means to mark the part of the door that is over the head and then mark the two posts on the side. And the promise from God was that tonight when I come through, I will pass over your house. And many people don't realize that this is salvation on credit. This is God saving us on credit. The Bible says that Abraham looked and could foresee the redemption of Jesus. And this salvation was happening in Egypt for God's people. And God says to the people of God who were in Egypt, I, I, I need you to get dressed. I need you to put on your best clothes. I need you to sit upright. I need you to be prepared to exit out. And on your way out, I need you to ask the people of Egypt for their silver and their gold, that you may worship me. So as we step into that realm of prophetic blessing, I want you to understand that God has supernaturally prepared a way by the blood. And what's missing in the church today is the blood and the consecration. See, the unleavened bread represents our bodies presented before God, and the blood represents our faith and our dependence in God and on God. For a few moments, I'm going to turn this over to Dr. Sellers so she can give you the information that is needed.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Allen, and thank you so much for listening on this Faith Friday this morning. The prophetic significance of Passover is being shared with us by Dr. Princeton Allen of Ephraim Life Bible College and Seminary and also Ephraim Life Worship Center in Oxnard, California. We greet and honor his wife this morning, Prophetess Tammy. But we're excited today, and I pray that you're taking notes and really listening intently to this important and uh, exciting and life-changing uh, information. We're live at 5 this morning on WHLJ 97.5 FM Statenville, Valdosta, Moultrie, Georgia. You can also join us online this morning at Foxy, F-O-X-Y com, and you can also join us on the conference call at 267-807-9611 access code 266-590 uh, You can visit Spreaker.com if you've missed uh, any of our devotions, not all of them are on there, but the majority of our communion morning devotions are on Spreaker and some on YouTube. So this morning, the prophetic significance of Passover or the Pesach with Dr. Princeton Allen.
5: God bless you, Dr. Sellers. And it's so important to understand that when we celebrate the Moa We are not celebrating it to be under the law. This is an everlasting covenant. If you're taking notes this morning, I need you to write that down, an everlasting covenant. God said that this is to be done throughout all your generations. And when we look at the importance of the blood and the consecration of the unleavened bread, When we look at the matzah, and we study the matzah that is used in the Passover Seder, on the Passover Seder model plate, there is a lamb shank bone that is placed on the Passover plate. There is also a boiled egg that is a symbol of captivity, there is the bitter herb. There is the caroset, which is a symbol of grace. There is honey, which is a symbol of mercy. And then there is the bitter herb, or what we call the horse radish, which is a symbol of sin. And the Passover Seder, when the matzah is blessed, it is placed under a napkin, and that napkin in Hebrew is called the afikomen. And the afikomen is the same covering that was placed over the body of Christ when it was laid in the tomb and the stone was rolled. Prior to that afikomen being placed over Christ's body, his feet, we also anointed. So in the Passover setting, it is a time where the anointing of oil is released, where the fecal men is put over the body, and the consecration of the Lord is presented. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, that he was wounded for our transgressions, that he was bruised for our iniquities that the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. And I want us to understand that the unleavened bread, the 39 holes that go through the top of the unleavened bread, and the 39 holes that go down the side, are prophetic and symbolic in this celebration of the 39 books of the Old Testament and also the 39 sicknesses that are known unto man and the 39 stripes that Yeshua himself bore going down that road of Golgotha. And it is important for us to understand that when that matzah, is dipped in the bitter herb all by itself, it's unbearable. So at the Seder table, the same way Jesus dipped with his disciples, tonight we will dip with our brethren. And when the matzah is taken directly into the bitter herb without the carousel, without The honey. In other words, without the grace and the mercy, it is unbearable. Notice, we don't put a donut in the bitter herb. We don't put a regular piece of bread, but when we put the matzah in the carousel and we put the matzah in the honey, it relinquishes. It takes away the bondage and the burden of sin. Another name for Egypt is Mizraim, and the delivering factors of Passover is that the Passover delivers us from Mizraim. Mizraim is spelled M-I-Z-R-I-A-M, and it means a narrow and a shallow place of eternal bondage. And the whole purpose of Egyptian slavery was for the Hebrews to never come out. They were to be in a type of emotional, Mizrayim, physical, Mizrayim, spiritual, Mizrayim, mental, Mizrayim. And I want to speak to the beloved this morning and ask, is there an emotional bondage? Is there a physical bondage? Is there a spiritual bondage? Is there a mental bondage that you need to be delivered and made free of? And I want us to know that God hears and pities our every groan. As a descendant of slaves, I understand the mental bondage, the physical bondage, the spiritual bondage, the economic bondages of Mizraim that we sometimes go through as a people. And I want you to know that when Moses went before Pharaoh to have the people released, that he was breaking the curse. He was reversing the curse. He was asking for the curse and the edict to be lifted. And this morning, I want to declare that many of you are coming out of your Mizraim. You are coming out of your bondage. You may have a bondage of thinking. Passover is designed that with every plague, we take our pointing finger and we put our pointing finger in the wine glass and we pull our finger out of the wine glass, and we let it drip on the Afiko mint, which is a sign of God delivering us from every system, from every demonic, pharaonic system that has been aligned to take us out. Notice that the blood on the doorpost was to preserve and save the firstborn. Because in this Egyptian culture, they believed in sacrificing their children. It was a modern-day type of abortion. They believed in sacrificing their children in the Nile, giving their children over to the alligators, believing that they would come back in another life. Whatever the mental bondage is, whatever the witchcraft spirit is, you may have Mizra'am of voodoo. It may be of witchcraft. It may be of word curses. It may be of affiliations. There may be some things that need to be broken off of you and your generations. And when we come together and eat in haste, notice the scripture says, come together sit upright get dressed and eat the lamb and notice in the preparation of the matzah that the matzah is cooked very quickly what is this a symbol of it is a symbol of the quick transformation transforming power of God to transform us to the next level And we must understand that in the Passover, that even though as soon as the morning hits, God is going to quickly deliver, quickly take his people out, quickly remove his people. And I want to prophetically speak that someone who's in a financial Mizraim, you're in a financial bondage right now. You're in an emotional bondage. You're going through a bondage mentally. You're going through a bondage spiritually where it just seems like you can't get the love of the Lord. You can't get it stirred up in your spirit. God is delivering you this day. You will make an exodus out of Put, out of Ramses, and out of Mizraim. I declare this morning, that prophetic Passover is being released over God's people, that there is a supernatural grace. As we follow this Moedim, I am telling the people of God that if they will align themselves prophetically on this Hebrew calendar, that they will see all the blessings, a Passover that they will see the death angel pass over. That they will see God be an enemy to their enemies, and they will see God be an adversary to their adversaries. And they will receive divine prosperity, and they will receive increase. And there will be no famine, and there will be no closed wounds, and there will be alpha living and alpha life, and we release all the blessings of Passover, the exodus, the supernatural exiting out of Mizraim. What is the prophetic significance of Passover? That God is delivering you that God is having you get dressed and upright, that God is giving you divine prosperity and supply to bring you out of your time of bondage, to bring you out of your affliction. And that's where we are now. Sunday, I know the, the Protestant church, we often teach Palm Sunday, which deals with the triumphant entry Of Jesus into his coronation of his kingship. But it is also a prophetic fulfillment of the children of Israel walking out of bondage and walking into deliverance. And I want to proclaim today that many say, Why Passover? I would say, Well, Passover is in the Bible, Easter is not in the Bible. I would say the blood is in the Bible. The bunny rabbit is not in the Bible. I would say the matzah is in the Bible. I would say the chocolate-covered eggs are not in the Bible. And I would say the Passover because it is a divine feast that is given from God. And something happens when we align ourselves to the calendar. And when we celebrate the Passover in the month of Nisan, on the 15th day, and that word Nisan in Hebrew also means miracles and breakthrough. Somebody just needs to shout for a few minutes and say, I'm in my month of Nisan, and my month of Nisan brings me out of my Mizraim. And in this month of Nisan, it's a month of miracles. It is a month of supernatural deliverance. And that's what God promised his children through the Moedim, through the Moed. He promised them that when you take time to meet me in divine appointment on Passover, and when you take time to meet me in unleavened bread and first fruits and Pentecost, and Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur, and Sukkot, and Simchat Torah, and Hanukkah, and Purim, when you take the time to meet me in my appointed times, then I will deliver you out of the bondages that have been trying to hold you. And I decree this morning that the prison walls The prison bars are falling. I decree that mental Mizraim incarceration is breaking. I decree this morning that physical Mizraim is breaking off of the lies. You will no longer be incarcerated by sickness, by poor health, by ailment in your body. God is delivering you tonight. In the name of Jesus. And the Midrash teaches us about the Passover, that none left out sick, none left out feeble, that that night of the Passover, that God's healing hand, that God was Jehovah Rapha, he was Jehovah Jireh, he was Jehovah sitkanu the Lord their righteousness. And when he brought them out, there was none sick, none feeble, none weak. And I want to declare tonight prophetic Passover over your life that none of you are coming out sick. None of you are coming out broke. None of you are coming out depressed. None of you are coming out bipolar. None of you are coming out ADDD. None of you are coming out with any of the decrees and edicts of modern-day Pharaoh. This is the word of the Lord. God is releasing you into prophetic Passover. God is causing the death angel, the tormenting angel, the mental illness angel. Every demonic angel that would try to come against your house has to realize that it's coming against the consecration of your body and the blood of the Lamb. We release prophetic Passover over the people of God this morning. We release that every Egyptian system that has tried to hold you is broken. We release the supernatural power of God. Even though the Lord sent Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt into the promised land where they could worship him, Pharaoh refused to let him go. But after sending nine plagues, then the plague of the firstborn, and that night when the death Angel passed over Egypt, and there was blood on the homes of the Israelites, and there was no blood on the home of Egyptians. Pharaoh let the people go. And I want you to understand that the blood is still works, that the blood has not lost its power the blood is still in operation. That when our consecration, there is a prophetic parallel that everyone who was an Israelite was not perfect. Not everyone who was an Israelite was necessarily holier or better than those who were in Egypt. But the consecration of marking their doorpost with blood. Oh, I need somebody to hear me. The consecrating power of marking their doorpost with blood was a supernatural sign of deliverance. And when they followed the prophetic instruction, Can I say something? You will not have a divine production without divine instruction. Anything that you see produced and functioning in God was developed by divine instruction. So God tells the children of Israel, listen, when you step into the beginning of your months, I'm going to deliver you. With a strong hand. Someone say, with a strong hand. I'm going to deliver you with a strong hand. And that's what God did. God delivered his people with a strong hand and a strong arm. For the sake of time, we can't read it this morning, but Exodus 6 and 1, Exodus 6 and 6, Exodus 13 and 9, Exodus 32 and 11, even 2 Kings 17 and 36, Jeremiah 21 and and 5, Ezekiel 20, verses 33 to 34, talk about the strong hand and the strong arm of God. And I want to let the people of God know this morning that Passover celebration is the time of your deliverance. It is the time of your breakthrough. It is the time of your miracle working power. Well, some of you are saying, well, how do I celebrate the Passover, Dr. Allen? How do I, how do I get my family under this blessing? Tonight, mark your doorpost with oil. Tonight, hallow the dinner. Pull your family together. Read Exodus 12. Recite the blessings of the Passover that are found in Exodus 23, verses 21 through 28. Pronounce the blessing over your house and declare your independence from every Egyptian system, from every system of Mizraim, And allow the strong hand of God to bring you out of every form of captivity that may be trying to hold you. Ask God to bring you out of Mizraim. Mizraim was a narrow place. There was another place in Egypt called Put. And Mizraim and Put and also the... Slave cities of Ramses were cities that were four and five feet in the mud, and these were places where they would make straw and mortar, and their job was to work from sun up to sun down in a system that didn't see them as human, in a system that treated them inhumanely, in a system that separated them from their children, in a system that separated husbands from wives. Mothers and fathers were separated. Mothers and fathers were separated from children. This Mizraim system was designed to destroy the family, to take the family unit out, and to take the family unit down. One day when Moses discovers who he is and who his people are, he sees an Egyptian mistreating a Hebrew. He kills him. Then they try to blackmail Moses, and Moses winds up on the backside of the mountain with the Midianite Jethro, which is modern-day Cush, Ethiopia. So in Cush, in Ethiopia, in that Midianite region... Moses learns his priesthood on the backside of the mountain. And I want to tell some of you this morning that no matter what you're going through, no matter what kind of misery I am that God may be delivering you from, he's got deliverance and miracle-working power on the backside of the mountain. And I want to tell somebody this morning, don't despise backside preparation, backside deliverance, backside of the mountain healing. I want somebody to know that on the backside of the mountain is where you will get your breakthrough. On the backside of the mountain is where you will get your preparation of consecration. On the backside of the mountain is where you will get your ingredients of obedience, On the backside of the mountain, you will go from having a chronological relationship with God to a kairos relationship with God that will take you into the holiness of God, and God will reveal himself to you and bring you out of your Mizraim physically, bring you out emotionally, bring you out spiritually, and bring you out physically. I release the seven blessings of Passover over your life. I release that there are angels assigned to you, and that God will be an enemy to your enemies, and he will be an adversary to your adversaries, and divine prosperity will come to you, and sickness will be taken away from you, and there will be no barrenness, and you will have a long life, increase of life, and an alpha year, and God will cause your enemies to fight one another when we receive the blessing of prophetic Passover. Are you ready for prophetic Passover? Are you ready to get dressed, sit upright, and exit out of your Mizraim? I want to say God bless you to Dr. Renee Sellers. I want to say God bless you to Dr. Samuel Sellers, to the Upper Room Ministry, to the Victorious Living Bible College, to command your morning. I thank you all for allowing me this time, Dr. Sellers
0: to God be the glory uh, Dr. Allen thank you so much this morning I need someone to be encouraged we have learned today we have heard today concerning the prophetic significance of Passover and Bishop or Dr. Allen has taught us about the seven Passover blessings somebody needs to declare this morning that God will assign an angel to me that he will be an enemy to my enemies that he will give me prosperity today that he will take sickness away from me that he will give me a long life in the name of Jesus. He will cause increase and inheritance today that God will give a special year of blessing. Can somebody declare this morning that this is my year of blessing? This is my year of breakthrough. Somebody needs to declare this morning that this is my month for miracles. Oh God, this is my month for miracles. I am marked for God's commanded blessing. Can somebody make that personal today? I am marked for God's blessing. Lord, we thank you today, Father, for you are our God. We give you glory this morning for the message that we have heard, for the teaching that we have been taught, for those who are diligent and, and attentive to this message. I truly believe that there is a blessing for them. Father, we give you praise this morning for you are Rafa. You are Jehovah Rafa. You are our healer. And we thank you today, Lord God, that sickness is being taken away in the name of Jesus. Father, we gave you glory Today, Father, for you are Jehovah Shalom. You are our peace this morning, that peace that surpasses all understanding. We give you praise and glory this morning, Lord God, for this is another day that you have made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. We receive your loving kindness this morning. Release the beauty of your holiness from the womb of the morning. Let your light break forth in our light this morning. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for visiting us this morning. Morning. Father, you awaken us morning by morning. We give you glory for new grace and new mercy. We will not be afraid of the hour that flies by day or the terror that comes at night. Father, show forth your salvation in our life today. In the name of Jesus, release mysteries to us to bring heaven down to earth. We come into agreement this morning with the heavens to declare your glory. The chief angels with their flaming swords are battling on our behalf ahead of time. Our appointed times have been declared by you in the heavens. At sunrise, the dawn will give birth to the will of God and light will shine upon the wickedness to shake it from the heavens. At twilight, my enemies shall flee and newfounders spoils will await me at my destination. My destiny is inevitable. Let our prayers reach you this morning. We command the morning today. Its ears are open to our cry. In the name of Jesus, we bless you. We praise you this morning. In Jesus' name. Once again, For those who may not have caught it, today God will assign an angel to you. Today, God will be an enemy to your enemies. God will give you prosperity. God will take sickness away from you. God will give you long life. Uh, God will cause increase. Somebody ought to say increase today. Increase and inheritance. And God will give a special year of blessings. This is my month for miracles. The things I prayed for, I declare right now the things that you prayed for. Somebody said, you're getting ready to see it happen. I'm getting ready to see it happen. This is my month for miracles. I am marked for God's commanded blessing. We're going to go out with a praise this morning, with with a praise this morning, with You Never Left Me Alone by Jojo jo Martin. we got about two, a minute and a half by Jojo jo Martin. We're going to go out with a praise. Those on the call. Please remain on the line. Have a great weekend this morning. Don't forget to celebrate and acknowledge our risen Savior. Don't do it just on uh, this weekend, but every day. Acknowledge Him. The Bible says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not unto your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path." God bless you. God keep you. JoJo Martin never left me alone. I feel
1: too weak to fight. I know you never left me alone I know that everything Never let me alone So grateful for my constant friend Thank you for never leaving me alone Ooh, when I was About to lose my mind I know you never left me Alone You gave me peace and it will be just fine I know you never left Me alone Oh I know you never let me alone I knew that you would always be right there Because you never let me alone Money was gone, couldn't pay my rent But, no, you never let me alone But a million time came and went Oh, you never let me
3: alone And for the last hour, You've been listening to Command Your Morning Prayer Line with your host, Evangelist Renee Sellers, a service of Upper Room Outreach Ministries. Join in each and every weekday morning live at 5 a.m. here on WHLJ. To join Command Your Morning Prayer Line with your host, Evangelist Renee Sellers, a service of Upper Room Outreach Ministries, For the pastor, it's Pastor Samuel Sellers III, live at 5 a.m. Monday through Friday, right here on WHLJ 97.5 FM, Statenville, Valdos, Georgia. But don't move. Coming up next is the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, followed by Praise Gospel Inspiration.